This is Gambit, and you're listening to Searching for Grog. Grog. Gambit don't drink no rum. Gambit drink cognac. Or Chablis with un petit femme. Hey guys, Adam here. You might notice something a little bit strange on the audio this time. We tried to fix it while we were recording, but this is how that went. There is kind of a weird sound on the... Do you guys hear like kind of a weird sound on his mic? Or is it just me? Like a uh, like a kind of a robotic effect or something? <laughs> like a flanger or something, yeah. No, no there's no flanger. I'm going to kill all of you. <laughs> <laughs> With kindness. No, I have no flanger. What are you talking about, flanger? You want to hear flanger? I'll give you a flanger. Yes. <laughs> I used to like, got- you know, I used to like uh, him until the accident. <laughs> you got natural flange. Anyway, I hope you guys will put up with it anyway, because I think this is a really killer episode. Enjoy. You're listening to Searching for Grog. I'm your host, Adam Passion, and I'm joined by Brandon Passion, Andrew Passion, and Evan Passion. And our special guest today has provided the voices on everything from Red Dead Redemption to Sailor Moon. He's voiced countless anime, video games, TV commercials, and classic cartoons. We are joined today by the one and only Tony Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tony, to start, I have a really weird thing to confess to you. Um, you... Now, you did the voice of Tony the Tiger, or maybe you're currently doing Tony the Tiger. Is that right? I'm faking. I was uh, <laughs> <frozen>. <laughs> You got me. I saw, yeah, Mr. Really I saw Rowan Atkinson do it in a show called Man vs. B, and he's talking to his wife, and he goes... <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm talking to you. That was a perfect freeze. Yeah, you got me. I know. It's, I love doing the freeze right then. That's cool. Uh, actually, uh, knock on wood, uh, um, I, I've been doing it since 2005. Um, a, a lot of it for Canada, and I ended up doing some here in the U.S. where we had like uh, Dan Williamson and then a couple other guys. And there's a, a really cool story to the whole thing. Um, we'll say back in 58, 59, uh, Dallas McKinnon did Tony the Tiger for one year, the original Tony. And then uh, I guess Leo didn't really like his voice and went over to... Uh, thorough Ravenscroft and then he did it until 2004 and he passed later in 2004 I worked with him in 2004 and we were doing this I was doing taglines you know especially Mark boxes of Kellogg's Frosted Flakes right and uh and then uh they said oh Tony can you sit down we have them on we have them um on patch and we only get them for 15 minutes so he's like hi you know and he was really old and really sweet and he's like Try new Tony's turbos. They're great, right? And they they kept doing it and doing it. And they go, that's it. He's leaving. And the producer says, damn, we, you know, every time he said the words, it was cracking, right? And I oh. said, you mean Tony's turbos? They're great. Right. And everybody's like, <laughs> you're hired. And they you're go, new guy. would you do it? And I go, sure. And I said, you're already paying me for the tags. So I, I don't, even, I, you know, it's just nice to help him because he was really sweet and then a year later the call we got good news and bad news and i went oh god you know and do you guys remember where you first heard him singing tony the tiger 
I don't know if I've ever heard him singing. Well, he did as Tony the Tiger, but he also sang this. You're a foul one, Mr. Uh-oh. Grinch. Oh, yeah. Wow. That was Thurl. And Thurl, Thurl was a ball of, of creative and talent. Just a super duper dude. That's a killer. Yeah, that's a that. It's such an iconic, like that deep voice. Is that how he really talks? Uh, yeah, he did. When he was uh, in between takes, he was like, hey, guys. And it's the funniest thing is um, I actually, when I was a kid, I was like the original frog. And I was like, hey, what's happening? What's going on? You know, uh, and then I had a teacher said, you know, I should learn opera, oh, you know, because it'll uh, increase your uh, range. And so I did. And that's probably why I talk in a higher range. But I was working on uh, <laughs> I had a good one not that long ago. I was working from home and we're doing this commercial. And they're like, you know, I wish it was a little more smoky, a little darker. And I go, hang on. So I put them on hold. I run out to my bar, which I don't have a. When I say it's a bar, it's like three bottles. And it was a bottle of Highland <laughs> Bar 18 that somebody brought me back from Scotland. And I went, uh, so I got on the mic, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go. And they're like, what the hell? I'm like, don't worry about it. I don't feel a thing. <laughs> Instant Wolverine mode, yeah. Yeah. Totally. We don't bring that up in front of Cal. Oh, okay, yes, yes, oh, taboo topic. Because uh, uh, when we uh, we were doing the X-Men, um, um, Chris Potter, a wonderful guy, left left the show and I took over his Gambit because I was actually playing Bobby LeBeau, his brother. And so when he left, I ended up being Gambit and then I ended up doing all the video games. When the first video game, I showed up at a, I showed up at the gig and they're like, hey, can you do Wolverine? I go, sure, I can, bub, why? And they're like, Cal can't make it. I'm like, what's wrong? Oh, he's ill. I go, what? And I was a huge fan of Cal's when I was a kid. Cal had a TV series called Circus, and he sang with this girl, Sherry something. Anyway, uh, <laughs> she was a really good singer. Anyway, uh, and Cal has a fantastic singing voice. And um, I, I go into sessions and they're going, hey, can you sing this jazz song? And I go, don't get me, get Cal, because he could sing jazz. Anyway, so he was really mad at me for a bit because um, I went to do, I went, they said, well, if, if you're not going to do uh, Wolverine for us, we'll get uh, Lawrence Bain. And I went, no, no, I'll, I'll do it for you. And then you, what you could do is you can get, uh, get Cal back when he's, when he's well. Um, they go, well, we'll probably be into the middle of, I mean, well, you know, do what you want. And so anyway, end up doing it. So Cal got mad. Hey, why'd you do my thing? And I go, well, because they said you were sick. And he goes, no. So anyway, we won't get into the logistics of it. I'm like, <laughs> I ended up doing a few of the video games, you know, Street Fighter versus X-Men and then Capcom versus X-Men. And then I don't know, it was like five or six of them. So I, I did uh, Gambit for like nine years. And, you know, I mean, Chris is uh, Chris was the original. And, uh, and then I tried to tell um, another cast member that actually uh, Cal's not the original Wolverine. There was two before that. There's actually a guy in 1968 because um, he was Australian, right? And he was staying in, and he's like, in Australian style, you know? So anyway, there's a, it's like, you know, you want, um, we're actors, we're all actors. And and you just, uh, you know, do you hold it against somebody for doing stuff? So you gotta, you gotta get out there and, and do what you can work-wise. And, and also, you, you love the characters. And, I, and I'm just glad there's such a resurgence with the, um, you know, they're all doing X-Men 97. I'm not, Chris is back on the show, which is fine. Did you do any characters other than so? Because I understand, I know you're kind of, um, you know, called the man of a thousand voices, right? Yeah, that's that's a little light. Did, <laughs> <laughs> did you do other characters on the show, like little bit parts here and there? 
Oh yeah. All tons. That's what I was actually, that's why I didn't get Gambit in the first place. Cause I actually auditioned for Gambit and a bunch of the characters, but they, they were like, yeah, man, wow. You can speak with a Cajun accent. I go, yeah, my, my uncle's from New Orleans. Better find out that that's the truth. You know, anyway. Um, but then one of the guys said, well, you know, he can do all these other voices. So what was cool was because I could do all these other voices, I actually made more money than the leads because, you know, I get six, six parts in one episode. Right, so right. And then, uh, but I was lucky because, you know, they were all wonderful. And, and I, 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 to this day, I thank Karen Gura and, and Sydney Iwanter and uh, Dan Hennessy. God bless him, man. What a guy. Um, but they were all great. And we, we were, they were all really good actors. George Buzo plays Beast is a monster amazing actor you know lenore zahn who plays rogue fantastic one of my best friends is is allison cord who plays jubilee and we're we're still good friends to this day and and everybody else too that was uh that was there rod wilson and but you know we've had so much fun in tv and and um uh, studio four where we did the x-men stuff i've recorded god thousands of things in there thousands we did all the avengers there we did uh, all the um and this gets back to grog we did all the krog stuff there for stan lee so right. yeah what is that krog stuff can you because i'm not familiar with this i'm sorry but when you mentioned that uh, okay so yeah when i uh when i went over to let's see i wonder if i could find krog uh krog's this bl big blue um monster a rock monster that stan created um my best friend who i lost last year tony pastor tony and i had a special relationship and tony tony's from old hollywood so he introduced me to god if you knew the people i met through him it's like you know shecky green jack carter oh wow yeah like we're talking old hollywood and we go hang yeah. out and yeah it was really cool and then stan was like hey krog come here i go it's tony he goes yeah you're both tony so i'm calling you krog <laughs> and so i was like you know i, I was like that's kind of cool you know to be called krog right because he, uh krog was this big blue monster and he he spoke like this <laughs> you know and he's like uh so tony did you use a computer to make that voice and i'm like no that's not voice. he's like you're weird <laughs> <laughs> hey tony question for you uh married i did just kidding <laughs> <laughs> you're talking a lot about music so you started off as a musician before you were a voice actor heck yeah um i'll tell you my weird story so um i was playing a band with guys who were way older than me none of them priests so i was safe and um <laughs> 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 it was actually not safe because i was in my uh i was in my early early teens like 13 12 um and there was, um, all the guys were 25, 30, 35, and we'd be playing in these clubs. And of course, you know, women would go, who's that dude? And I had that deep voice. So they were like, okay, he's of age. And you're making out and they're going, you're what? 13? I got to get charged. I go, doesn't matter to me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So I, I did that and I was playing uh, all kinds of stuff. And then. When I was about 16, 17, I, I, a friend of mine who played keyboards in this one band, we broke off and we connected with a couple of other young dudes. And we had a, we were playing heavy metal before it was called heavy metal. It was pretty heavy. We were, we were pounding it out. And then I toured, um, I would go out on tour every so often with, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Canadian rock band Triumph. 
but you probably know Rush. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. Oh, Rush. Rush. Yeah. Um, there was a bunch of really good Canadian music being made at the time. You know, there's still a lot of Canadians get out there, and so that that's the good part about being born there is you you, you know you get that. Uh, we were always known for really cool musicians and and comedy. I mean, Jim Carrey. I grew up with Jim and. Um, yeah, SCTV and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. SC like uh, Dave uh, Ian Thomas, who's Dave Thomas's brother, mm-hmm. uh, had a bunch of hit songs in the U.S. long before most guys I know. And we played together, and uh, he's a sweetheart. And he and Dave, and then uh, I know Rick Moranis and I worked at the same radio station. He, okay. this is Rick Moranis, but he didn't call himself Rick at the time. He called himself Hi, I'm Rick Allen, and you're listening to Chum FM. And that was it was Rick Moranis playing his uh, his pseudo character Rick Allen on on radio. Anyway, so when go back to the uh, the growing up thing, so um, I'm playing in this club and I'm like 13. This guy comes to me and goes, "Hi, I'm Shotgun Tom Rivers." I'm like, "Holy crap, it's Tom Rivers!" Like he was a big radio guy in Toronto, and uh, he discovered me, and that's how I got into radio and and uh, started doing voices and stuff because. Um, I started with the rock band and yeah, I come back. Hey man, what's up? And he's like, Hey, what's going on? He's like, yeah, that's a cool, that's a cool character. Did you make that up? And I go, what are you talking about, man? It's just the way guys, you know, roadies and stuff talked on the road. They were always high, but I yeah. didn't get high. I was just having fun with them. So I brought this character and he decided to create this character called Roach. Damn, perfect. So that was because of this character I had become as a rock and roll guy. Uh, and then later on, we just, uh, I ended up at this radio station. They're going, we're putting you with Tom Rivers. I'm like, oh, it's my hero. And it, it's never work or, or meet your heroes. Like if meeting them once is fine after that. No, um, years later, I got to be my, uh, reason I got into it, uh, because I'd be playing with those bands and I'd be bored singing. So I'd sing and, uh, I loved Rich Little. So I'd start doing impressions while I was singing and the other yeah. guys to get pissed off, but it was fine, you know? <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I digress, but we, uh, yeah, we, that's how I ended up doing it. I, I ended up being, you know, a musician that got discovered by a radio guy. And then sure. years later, I ran into Rich Little, who was the reason I did all those impressions. And I go, Oh my God, it's finally great to meet you, Rich. And he's like, you're the reason I can do a thousand voices. The guy goes, nobody can do a thousand voices. And I go, well, you know, technically, technically voices are extrapolations of other voices you know, like uh, Johnny Carson is basically Bugs Bunny, you know, it's like, yeah, well, and if you bring him down, it's like, well, I'm Johnny Carson, you know, and so, <laughs> I never noticed that. Fair point. Yeah, yeah, It's an extrapolation. But I said, you know, but I can do a thousand. He goes, no one can do a thousand voice. And I go, you know what? You rich little. And I walked away. <laughs> I was like, here, I'm, my hero just destroyed my life. Then yeah. Much to his credit, about 20 minutes later, his publicist comes up. She goes, he'd like to talk to you. I go, I don't want to talk to him. She goes, please hear him out. He comes over. He goes, I heard you're real. Wow. You can do a lot of voices. And I go, I I said that, you know, I said, uh, yeah, granted, we're all most voices are are extrapolations. But, you know, there are people out there that can do some really strange voices that I can't do. You know, so that that actually leads me into because you're talking about somebody doing all the male voices. And that's kind of what this. Uh, the reason that we called you in here today. So I'm going to give you a, just a brief explanation of what our whole quest is and then why yeah. why we think you might be involved. So um, basically, we were really obsessed with this 1992 Konami X-Men game that came out, an arcade game, and especially the voice of Colossus. He has this kind of iconic yell. 
in the game. And uh, in the end credits, I realized that none of the voice actors are credited at all. So we've been trying to find who did this game and especially who did this Colossus roar. And um, here's what we know so far. So according to somebody at Konami around that time, it was most likely done by Marvel. The voice work was probably contracted out by Marvel. Um, Two, Marvel had been using you know, these studios in Toronto since like the 1960s, including I think the animated series, which is, which is how you, you were involved. And, um, speaking to somebody who kind of redid these vocals in 2010, he said that the Marvel executives told him the first time it was one person who did every voice. So we want one person to do it all in the remake. So with that in mind, I reached out to Karen Gora, who obviously, you know, well, I Karen actually, yeah, Karen made my, uh, you know, she made my career basically, you know, and one of the greatest people, um, uh, just a real talent. And uh, she was at Disney for a while and, and uh, it was great because, you know, I, I've been doing stuff at Disney and, and you know, you have a, a friend and, and someone you, you really love and they're working there, but she really found a lot of great actors. Uh, so Karen probably told you, I, she thinks I might've done them all. Well, yeah, she said, my best guess would be Tony Daniels, um, because we told him that it's somebody who did all the male voices. So that's who she, that's who she thought. So so I guess the big question is, do you know anything about this game? Were you involved in it? Does, when did they when did the game actually come out? It came out in, I think, the early, early part of 1992. So before the animated series. OK, yeah, it's really. See, now, I don't know if. At that point, if Marvel was working out of Toronto and I'm trying to remember. Well, we can play the sound for you if you want to hear it. And then, you, you know can... what? Do that because I might know who it is or it might be me. <laughs> OK. OK. Yeah. Evan, can you uh, can you play the sound for us? All right. Yeah, let's see. So that is the that's the yell that we're looking for. But if, if all of the sounds in the game were done by the same person, um, there's some other ones too. Evan, do you, is it possible if you do queue up the the uh, classic Welcome to Die line? Sure, I can play it. That kind of sounds like Tony. <laughs> it sounds like Tony. Welcome to die! Yeah. <laughs> Weird, man. I'm trying to figure this out. Now, so you, now you're breaking my brain. Uh, <laughs> No, if they need me, I can redo all this stuff. But uh, <laughs> so weird. It's like, because at 92, we I don't even think, I think we were still, they were still recording in 92, X-Men. The, the, the animated series? Yeah. So, hmm. I'm wondering where they did this. This is driving me crazy now. Because I know I worked with Capcom, and I know I worked with... Uh, uh, afterwards with Activision okay, and, and with DIC and, and with uh, what's the other gamers, some other people. I know I've done stuff for Ubisoft and Rockstar, but uh, let's see. There's a Konami game. Let's see. While you're doing that, Tony, do you know why they wouldn't credit um, voice actors on, on a game? Well, I think because they didn't want to pay them, but <laughs> <laughs> that lines up. This is a good one to to try and figure out. Um, uh, Konami, you think Konami said they would, they? I don't know if they would have done it in Toronto just yet. Yeah, that's so. So I'm operating on 
I'm operating here on a, a bunch of kind of Do you have any premonitions. more, any more um, samples? Uh, yes. Let me back back then. I'll tell you a story. Um, no sample was over four seconds because they could they didn't have space on the chip. So most okay. things were like you know flash fight you know and all that stuff. Um, so I'm wondering if there's anything that you guys have that might have any verbiage words. There are some clips that don't have the background noise that they just play the actual audio off the card. Ooh, I'd love to hear that. Let me hear that because maybe I can nail it. Okay, let's try this. This one actually has the background music removed. So you can hear, these are all the Magneto lines. Oh, let's hear that. <laughs> X-Men, welcome to die. I am Magneto, master of Magnet. You shall meet with my wrath. You are nothing. You are helpless against my power, X-Men. I kill you, <laughs> X-Chicken. Come, die. <laughs> I've never listened to it isolated like that. Did I say something about chicken? X-Chicken. Yeah, X-Chicken. X-Chicken. So, that is weird. I don't know who that is. I really don't. So, so at least can you confirm that this wasn't you or? That's not me. Okay. The acting's. <laughs> you would have done it better. Uh, <laughs> but no, that's all oh, probably. But no, and even so for the actors, sometimes you don't get that time. You know, you don't get, uh, again, like I said, we only had the four second max. In fact, yeah. I think uh, on one of, the, one of the original games I did, it was even less time. Um, okay. You know, there were single shout outs. I'm, I'm trying to listen to his voice to see if there's any, uh, cause a lot of the times, even back then, the Canadians just weren't like, you know, I spent most of my, my, my time with my family in Detroit. So when I go back to Toronto, I'd hear, you know, real Canadianisms, you know, mm -hmm. uh, they'd have to break the about and all that stuff. <laughs> and, and what about it? Oh, sorry. Sorry. That was, that was my favorite. You know, um, so you, it, if you're listening, if you find more clips and there's like, you can actually hear uh, a little more explana ex explanation stuff, you sure. can actually extrapolate from there and go, okay, th that was recorded in Canada, but that guy doesn't sound Canadian or, uh, yeah. or, or British. Cause we had a, you know, we had a couple of British actors like um, Dr. X uh, played by Cedric Smith was um, actually born in Britain. Um, oh yeah and it's funny because yeah um and the reason probably karen told you is because i remember when i did uh those games for for um uh for capcom and stuff i actually did uh lots of voices on them so it wasn't just gambit and wolverine and toad and all these other characters and i and i also did the japanese version okay which was kind of cool um, they'd written it out and phonetically, and I just do it in Japanese. <laughs> you know, yeah, and it was really cool. Um, and, and I, I, I so so enjoyed that. That was a fun time, I gotta tell you. But man, I'd love to know who this. This is driving me crazy because yeah. that, stuff, that stuff's easy for me to do um, myself. Um, for instance, like um, I've now filled in for Peter Cullen in uh, in Transformers probably like four times. I am Optimus Prime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, pretty good. Yeah, I got to do him about four times. And then I finally got on Transformers. I got a, 
I got a character in the last video game called Teletranax, and it was really cool. Um, and, you know, it's, I love these little shows. I mean, I was, you know, I did a bunch of little characters on uh, Pokemon, you know, and it's like, you know, so when I go to the Comic Cons, they're going, you know, all these people have, well, I did this voice and this voice. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, I can't even put up all the, if I had to carry all the photos <laughs> for all the autographs for all the different characters, I'd need like a, tr- a tractor trailer, you know? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so Adam, I don't, I don't, man, I'm, I'm like dumbfounded. Now, see what you did? You dragged me into this. I'm in trouble. Well, yeah, now you're, now you're a regular <laughs> member on this show looking for this voice, I think, right? I need to find out who gives, because see, if I hear more, more samples and I can usually nail down um, where they're from, like, um, uh, I've been, I've been lucky, you know, have this ear that, uh, um, I've, I've replaced probably now close to 600 and something celebrity voices, Never mind voices, 600 celebrities. So, wow. uh, like we said earlier, Pacino and Connery, I did, uh, got a ton of lines for, um, Christoph Waltz in a movie called Two oh, yeah. So I had to speak German. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> Uh, one of my favorite guys to work, work work with is my friend Nicholas Guest. He's brothers with Christopher Guest of Spinal Tap fame. Sure, sure. And Nick and I were on this movie called The Promise, and we we spoke in German, Italian, Greek. We did all these accents and languages, not just the accents. And it was like really freaky stuff. And then uh, what was the other one? Oh man, just like so many cool, so many cool things to to fill in for, especially doing other characters, and. Yeah, I've done Mark Wahlberg, Ken Watanabe. Okay. Ken Watanabe's a very nice uh, voice. It was really good. (laughs) Uh, That was for, was that Transformers? I guess so, right? Oh, Uh, yes. Yeah, he was in the, yeah. yeah. And for, for, uh, I love this because I saw him a few weeks ago at Mrs. Maisel, uh, Tony Shalhoub, but uh, I didn't get a chance to talk too much, but I did his ADR on, um, on, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so Hollywood was calling me phony Shalhoub for a while. <laughs> Tony Shalhoub did Splinter on? I am Splinter. Who <laughs> oh, are my boys? You know, it was really cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was Tony, fun. Adam and, I, Adam and I grew up, uh, we're, t- we're twins, and we grew up, um, uh, and he was, Adam was actually really good at doing voices, uh, probably not on a professional level like you, but he does really good accents and stuff. And I, I, when I was watching some oh. of your stuff, I noticed that um, you did Christopher Walken, and I just remember, yeah, we couldn't. I, Adam, that was the one I always, I would ask you to do that, and you were like, that one's really weird. It's like a really weird accent. Well, his timing is weird. That's the key to Christopher Walken is his timing is all messed up, right? <laughs> yeah, I got. I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach you right now. Ready, Adam? Sure. So you, you know the soliloquy from Shakespeare to be or not to be. Yeah. All right, go ahead, Christopher Walken, doing that. To be or not to be. There we go. <laughs> that is the question. <laughs> you and then you got to, every so often, you got to stick in, wow, a cat. <laughs> you know, you got to out of nowhere, right? Gold watch. <laughs> I had that uncomfortable hunk of metal up my ass. Five <laughs> and it's funny uh, because me too adam i I couldn't do him for a long time you know because everybody's doing them you know and i love kevin pollock and and kevin spacey doing them but um not long ago i had to do it you know and 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 it's like okay it's one thing to do a caricature of somebody and it's great 
Yeah. But when you're doing ADR for a film, now you got to get the real voice. And that that's where it's tricky. Um, you know, Schwarzenegger, when I was doing that for Conan, um, not too hard because he has a unique voice. It's the ones that don't have any, like Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like what you do. Yeah. It, so you got to you got to find the little phrases, especially for a guy like him, that will get you there. And like, I can't just pull him out. I'd have to listen to him. Um, yeah. Even even like Mark Wahlberg and stuff. I can't just do it because I hear guys doing it and I go, yeah, that's OK, but that's not going to fly in a film. You know, right, right. The best the best Mark Wahlberg uh, quote is when he's talking about I don't know if you've ever heard that clip where he's talking about if he were on the plane during 9-11 have you heard this 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 bit it's like a real thing he did is if i was on that plane <laughs> he's like talking about how he would take the terrorist down yeah no it is yeah and speaking of accents um by the way that was pretty good adam uh speaking of accents uh i was in boston and um i i ran into this fireman he was so cool and he goes hey um um hey, uh tony do you know uh do you know this kevin bacon and i go I don't know him that well. I've met him like once. And he goes, can you do me a favor? I go, yeah, sure. He goes, tell him not to do the accent on the show, you know, uh, sitting on a hill. <laughs> he goes, that's not a Boston accent. <laughs> yeah. Well, he can say co-op. That's one thing, you know. And I started <laughs> laughing. I'm like, because well, no. the Boston, the real Boston accent's a mess because it's, you know, when you're, when you're in Boston proper, you don't hear it that much. It's only the Saudis mm. that have that thick, you know, yeah. Like the Walbergs can really turn it on and, um, you know, Matt Damon and, and uh, Ben Affleck and stuff. Uh, and I love it because it's, you know, it's part of the heritage. I, I mean, I don't want to see any kind of uh, affect disappear, you know, like people go, oh, can you do a Southern accent? I go, sure. Which one do you want? You know, like there's more than one. It's like, yeah. You know, <laughs> right. So many, you know, Appalachian yeah. or Georgian or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But Texas is easy, man. You just get lazy like that and shit you know <laughs> <laughs> not that hard you know like uh midwest is a you you got your michigan your illinois and like ohio and you know and then as you're you're weaving down towards like um pennsylvania you know like uh, oh hey uh you know and you've got your northern like your wisconsin <laughs> and all that but when you get down to Pennsylvania, then you start getting into the South and it starts mixing together, you know, and, and that's kind of the Cajun accent is basically the Acadian, which was the French Canadian. And they moved down and they start finding a job in the South and they mix together. <laughs> and that's when they start getting the Cajun accent. Come on, lad. Which is where that gambit comes from. Yeah. I got really into Ray Donovan for a while. Have you guys ever seen that show? Yeah. Oh man, you scared me. I thought you said rape Donovan. I'm like, yeah, I thought I, I sort of heard the same thing. I was like, okay, no, well, right. I was like, rape Donovan. This, this is no. being recorded, you know, like, um, yeah. <laughs> this is the FBI. Right, this is the FBI. <laughs> the way that he says his voice, oh, or the way his name, Ray Donovan. I, I, I can't figure out. He has that Boston accent, and my wife caught me one time. She came in, and I was just saying it under my breath, like over and over, Donovan, 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 like trying to change the way this hit. Yeah, because I can't figure out how he does it. Is it Ray Donovan? Don, <laughs> because they they, it, and it, again, it's physical, right? So Adam, when you're when you're doing your, it's all physical about the mouth. So so it's like knowing these little things that you can you can get to places like uh especially when i'm doing like really strange adr for film and tv or whatever and they uh on the promise i had to play um 
It was great because we had uh, uh, Danny Boyle was the director. And Danny's from uh, Belfast, North Ireland, right? Mm-hmm. And he's got this like thick North Ireland, like that's a fucking tough one. And it takes that from this son of a bitch. Right? So he's like, <laughs> and he's like, all right, Tony, you're going to do this, uh, this big, uh, like, captain of of the uh, the uh, the guard there but you're doing it with the uh, you're going to do it like this but you're doing it with the uh, the, the turkish accent say i want and i'm like okay <laughs> he goes and uh, go ahead and i'm like okay and he goes what's wrong <laughs> i said well i gotta uh, translate he goes what i go i gotta take your irish brogue and translate the cadence you just gave me into this guy and he starts laughing he goes you know i never really realized that because you got your you know your dublin accent that's dublin straightforward right but you got an RR like uh, belfast and it's, it's really tech you know and they talk like that you know and they, they wait not the bad right. yeah. right, and then you hear like uh i remember one time i was on a plane i heard this guy this pilot and i go ah you're from australia he goes I'm from Northeast London. I go, fuck yourself. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, but he said, but then he explained, he goes, well, if you think about it, that's Northeast was a really tough area of London. And the reason the Australians would have that accent is because they came from Northeast London where there was much more crime and stuff. And they there was a penal colony. Right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. One of the hardest ones uh, to master originally for me was um, South African the Afrikaans, yeah. but then I learned a, a whole bunch of swear words. But Afrikaans is great because it's Dutch, but you have to think like uh, an Australian accent. Because if you hear, sometimes you go, oh, they sound, you know, uh, my dear officer, you can't even give me a parking ticket, you know, <laughs> from, uh, from a lethal weapon. So, you know, it's uh, it's getting those little things and then finding out why um, certain people's, certain areas, like uh, Portuguese, the words in Portuguese, they they have the dish. And it's funny because you go, okay, well, they're the only ones. No, the Dutch actually have that. Um, if you hear the Dutch accent, it's not uh, German. It's like that because they do the same thing. They they purse the lips around. So having all the little things will get hmm. you in, into different things. And if you look at people, it's kind of interesting that you can pick up all these little things and you, you learn what uh, what people sound like. And you can appreciate it. And when you go and do your 23 and me and you look at your pie and go, oh, my God, I'm all these things. You go, this is cool. And that's probably why I can do so many different things. Right. It's all there in your DNA. Yeah, yeah it really is. <laughs> it's so thick. It's like African, Asian, Israeli, Sicilian. Don't don't fuck with me, you boys. Uh, Sicilian, uh, Balkan, Irish, Spanish and like three other things. And I can't remember. Like they're all some of them are little tiny pie things. But um, yeah. this is. Sicilian, I love you know, <laughs> Got the Brando, yeah. On the Paisan boys there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Tony, thank you so much for your time. Well, I don't think we have any other questions. I mean, the game, I, here's what I can say for sure about the game. I, we had a, I was pretty sure that you weren't the voice actor for this just because it was such a long shot. But um, well, also because 92. Now, if that was in 92, you know what that would have been based on? Hang on. Because um, I was trying to explain to one of the other um, actors that, uh, you know, especially about Wolverine, that there were two other Wolverines before Cal. And right. this could be those people. I wonder where they recorded that. So uh, let's see. Well, well, we've gone down this path because that was based on the Pride of the X-Men pilot that failed. It wasn't picked up. And that 
the Colossus from that was Dan Gilvezan. He voiced, you know, Spider-Man from Spider-Man as Amazing Friends. And he voiced yeah. uh, Bumblebee in the Transformers. So we actually asked him and he didn't do the voice for this game, but he voiced Colossus for the, for the show. So the original. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's from this pilot that I'm, I'm guessing that it's not unless somebody, one person from that pilot did everything. I'm not sure, but. Hmm. And back then, who knows? It could have just been an editor working there. Because, I mean, that read is, you could tell it's uh, just a guy doing it. But I'm trying to see now I'm interested because I really am trying to remember the guys that did it. There was a guy that did, like, for instance, Wolverine in 68. But then there was a guy in 88. And I think that's the people you should be looking for. Was that from the Marvel Animation Hour or, or something like that, maybe? It might have been, and I think that's who did this. And I have a feeling that was done in California. But hmm. again, because it was a video game, who knows? I mean. Okay. So maybe we, so I asked, I only asked for the Colossus voice, but it could be one of the other voices, one of the other voice actors who just did a whole bunch of voices in, you know. Yeah. Colossus has sort of the least dialogue too. So. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Tony, for your time. And um, if we do solve this mystery, I promise to keep you informed because now you're now you're hooked. You're welcome. You've been listening to Searching for Grog, a podcast about fuzzy memories, family mysteries, and the video games that tie them all together. Special thanks for this episode go out to Karen Gora for giving us that tip about Tony Daniels in the first place. And of course, to Tony Daniels himself for this awesome interview. We had a great time. If you'd like to hear some of his music, check out his band Black Rock Bodge. They have a single called These Times on YouTube. Our music is by Captive Portal. This episode, as always, is dedicated to the memory of our Nana, Barbara Bolangi, and Alyssa Gunn Maldonado.